as we all know, or maybe nobody knows that yet, but many people should know, is our child care a lot of pain that doesn't even belong to them. Hmm. It care for generations. So someone sooner or later will have to break that cycle. So if I'm always in you as a father, I don't have kids, but I know I have brothers and uh, I have nephews. But what I see is if you always rely on your child to be happy and say that was the best day of your life and this and that, and you're still trying to put someone else first. And when you look into yourself, you find that you haven't really discovered who you are. So what I would say to people is being selfish, in my opinion, is learning how to love you. If you not love you to the fullest, you're never going to be able to love anyone else with your heart full. Hey, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, your friend, Will Fleming. I want to thank you for joining me if it's your first time here or if you are a repeat podcast listener. It is really cool to know that you are joining this journey. And there is something in this word, the journey, which I say often, but I potentially haven't really pondered deep enough. But I am starting to. Let me tell you that I am starting to really think of this word journey. Okay, before we get into this episode, I just want to read you something that I wrote in regards to the word journey. Look, many of you who have been following me know that I'm quite a deep guy, right? I I sometimes wonder where I get this from, why I even consider, you know, existence and and what it means to be human and live a meaningful life and all these things. And and recently, I, I guess this idea has been building and I was able to articulate it in words and I relate it to my ancestors. I relate it to my grandmother. So let me read you this little thing I wrote. Our ancestors explored the world by taking risks to travel the past less known. Why did they do this? Because this is what you do in life. Explore, push boundaries, wonder what might be, what could be just around the corner. I've been thinking about my grandmother's story about leaving Rarotonga, the Cook Islands, for the idea of a better life in New Zealand and the dream of prosperity and abundance. They sacrificed so much for this. It took my grandmother 10 years to get all of her kids from the islands. Sometimes I sit and wonder why I think so deeply about life, why I'm fascinated in understanding where the darkness within humanity comes from, how we can go to a place where the idea of not living is even a thing. Statistics tell us it is a thing. Why did my grandmother accept the risk to voyage into the unknown? Because that's what you do. You leap into the unknown. You go after the impossible, even in the face of uncertainty. There is a lesson in this if we are listening. We settle for less today. At what point is an iPhone considered making it? Why do we not strive for more? Because we forgot that we are voyagers, but the next generation of mental voyagers. 
our ancestors traveled the oceans in search of more. And they found it and they gave it to us. A gift of time, education, dreams and mental freedom. If we don't use it, we will dry up on a mental island becoming stranded alone because we stopped exploring, pushing, thinking, wanting for more mentally. My grandmother voyaged the seas so that I could voyage the mind, crashing over the waves of ideas too big for me to process, but nevertheless requiring me to stand up in the face of the unknown. Yeah, I wanted to share that with everyone because it's, you know, this is a journey, right? Like I said at the beginning, and, and it is helping me to think of the past, to think of the future. Let's get into this week's podcast. My guest, Sandro Mota, is a human enhancement coach specializing in restorative breath work, body work, and realignment of your mindset. He gives you the permission to take the deep dive, to discover a version of yourself you never knew existed. So I bring you Sandro Mota in this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind. We go everywhere with this episode, including kind of forgiving the past self. You know, someone's got to stand up to the baggage of history. And I think that would be a key theme in what's happening in the world. And it's something about putting yourself first and becoming the best you can be by being the most honest with yourself. So something very powerful. Sandro, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, Please check out Sandro's links wherever you see this podcast. He's running a special workshop for people who want to reconnect with themselves on the deepest of deep human levels. Thank you everybody for joining me on the podcast and thank you all for blowing my mind. Did you have any questions, brother? Like, for me, this is just a very casual podcast. It's about, it's a, it really tries to connect deeply. And I know that's challenging online, but just because it's a challenge doesn't mean we don't try and what do I really want out of it well nothing specific I guess I'm interested in the fact that humans like to believe we are in control and I the more I see and the more I invest in time and understanding it seems to be we are in control of a few things (laughs) But most of our life is trying to deal with the uncontrollable. And this is the human need to find that balance. So it's a risk I take every time I jump on a podcast is we don't know each other. But I hope that by the end of it, uh, we connect in a way where it feels like, um, you know, humanity, it separates us from the animal, for example. There's something in us, right? Whether you call it a soul or a spark or creative or consciousness. For me, that represents an opportunity to connect with somebody. So that's the kind of intent of the podcast. It's funny you saying that, Will, because I have now worked with over 2,500 people and my work is extremely spiritual. Mm. Uh, And with COVID... I have done over 250 clients online. Wow. And I had people purging 
having the most beautiful trauma release through the screen. And like you're saying, oh, I think you and I, we have a very common purpose, which is serving to the humanity. Mm. So, I mean, well, let's just start because I think we just start. Sandra, can you please, because because we literally have just been texting me and you back online, and uh, we had originally organised this for next week, but whatever happened, we made it work. So I haven't had a chance to really dig deep, but what I do is I get a feeling when I come across someone, and I'm like, I just need to talk to that person. I don't know what it is, but I try and trust that instinct. You know, the world tells me to believe in science and I do but sometimes it's science is away my feeling and I don't think just mine a lot of people feel a little bit like you know I had a I had an instinct to follow and I didn't trust it and it sent me down a bad road so with this I trust it and I, I send the message but can you please explain to me how you explain what you do maybe professionally and who you are so I, I believe uh, we, I don't want to be in that podcast, not even closer to a woohoo guy. I'm like you. I love science, but I, I'm fully moved even by my, my origins being Brazilian. Uh, that's where I was born. I move hundred percent through my intuition, instinct in my heart. So sometimes I can be what people would say wrong, but even though at this very first moment I can think I'm wrong, I know in the long term I will see why I have done what I have done. Mm. So uh, at a very young age, at seven years old, I dove deeply through a self-discovery journey, uh, motivated actually by an amazing woman, which is my mother, that raised my brother and I on her own. Uh, my father left, I was only three months old. Wow. A great guy, but he wasn't present at all. And my brother took the role as a father. Uh, he's only two years older than me, so he, he had to grow very fast under the circumstance that we found ourselves. Mom was, thank God, back then, well set financially, but life took her also in a journey and at seven years old i was always very curious and my mother gave myself and my brother the blessing to say i don't mind what religion or whatsoever you follow but uh, in my house you need to have a belief mm. and that most of the time mean in brazil faith so <laughs> Being seven years old, I start to go on my own to many different religions and cultures and search. And all I was searching already at that age was something that wasn't really out there, was within me. Mm. Oh, gosh, that's so amazing. Uh, because this is where I've landed, Sandra. It's, it's that it sounds so silly because it's so simple, but it the power we describe and all of this amazingness is inside and we know it this is the crazy thing is we know it whether we suppress it on purpose because we are we know the power i think we see the power when it comes out in negative we feel the power we can we can we can feel the power worldwide at the moment because there's this there's this tension 
I guess what I'm trying to work out is how do we talk in a way which brings people in and and I'm very careful when I say this because uh, the more you investigate life you realize well you see something I see that if I speak to someone who's spiritual let's say someone who is not opposite but they don't believe in a, a faith for example they still sound very similar when they talk to me and I, I sit there and I think what's happening here what's happening here and I don't quite know the answer but it feels something like you have you know let's say uh, people who only eat meat carnivore and the vegan and I only see the similarities I say to them both of them you know you don't eat most things you don't eat sugars you don't you're very careful what goes in your mouth the rest of the world doesn't care they just fill their mouth up fill their mind up but yet these teams are on the opposite side of each other and I want to speak in a way I want to find for me the learning is don't put things in your mouth before you think about it this is the similarity let's just take food for example but I think we can have this chat around spirituality science religion where, where we don't really have to label things it's more of a feeling but as soon as you say feeling everyone's like i don't want a piece of that i'm out of here so 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 what is it that you do today and and how are you brave enough to not fall into the trap of trying to have the nine to five job to wear the suit and tie to be stuck in the traffic to be taking the tablet to lower your anxiety it's very interesting you, you're saying that now because literally like 20 minutes before we start that podcast here i had that conversation with my wife with right. the love of my love my life and is a kiwi girl mm. and uh she said to me you know honey i take my head off for you to stick to your dreams and do what you do and you know you don't know if you're gonna have a paycheck tomorrow but uh listen i i was lucky that i have a wife that uh she worked her bum mm. off mm. uh as a business owner she she made a very good living and uh that gave me pretty much the freedom to 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 stick to my dreams and cost a price to us as a couple of course but uh, i'm blessed to have a woman in my life that believe in what i do and and supported me so we just had that conversation actually that it's never me have never been me to have a suit on to work nine to five to be in an, in an office that I, i'm locked up and can't see the sun and can't walk and uh, and be free so I'm a free spirit and um, please for those that listen to the po this podcast we I wanted to make very sure to everyone that everything I'm talking here it's coming from my heart mm -hmm. I'm not trying to convince anyone to anything or to my beliefs and if I use some terminology like spiritual or whatever please nobody take as an offense mm -hmm. if I say spiritual for example can be anything that's we can't see with, with our eyes, but we can feel mm. in mother nature. It can be energy. It can be the gut feeling. It can be anything. So for me, I call that spiritual. Yes. But for other people is that's my, my gut feeling or my intuition. So yeah, to answer your question, I'm someone that I, I work my whole life. I'm, I'm 41 now and I work my whole life free. I work on the beach in the Caribbean in africa in a cruise ship 
you know, and I always been bare feet and on the sand teaching people how to windsurfing, how to sailing. Wow. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I tried to be in an office, but uh, I felt like I was a fish in an aquarium. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I need more water than the water from the aquarium to swim yes. free. So I can't see myself in an office. So I think I'm kind of a fearless guy when saying I've been homeless for one month in San Martin, an island in the Caribbean. So I knew that even being homeless, the universe always provide when you're not afraid of what what been put in your path. Mm. I'm, I'm just believe that whatever I'm living right now is because it has a meaning, and I just need to just accept that meaning. Not being lazy, I'm not lazy. I've never been lazy, but I try to accept what come on my way with a different perspective. Mm. I choose to believe on things the way that I believe will make me go forward, not backwards. Yes, yes. And Sandro, would you agree that sometimes it gets confusing where we think we're going forward, but we end up going backwards? <laughs> you know, one of those things is I think about short-term health versus long-term health, where we know that consistently, you know, eating the wrong food comes back to haunt us later. But we trade it in because we must be trying to do something in the now. I, and I don't quite know what we are doing. Maybe it's, you know, I think about smoking, for example, and, and I know it's horrible and it kills millions of people. But there must be something to imagine how many people were smoking and used it to give them a mindful moment to stop them doing something horrible because they could, you know what? I wish everyone in the world right now, sometimes with the, the protests, if they could sit and have a cigarette together because you don't have to look at each other. You can do something different. You connect with yourself. You thinking, oh, I know it's wrong and it's cancer and everything, but there's something about the short term and long term. And we must think that, uh, yeah, well, maybe I'm getting myself a bit confused, but but there is something to this idea of um, it's not that easy, and it's clearly not that easy to work out what is this right balance of of having belief that the universe will provide when things feel so tough. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, for me, for example. We, uh, I have been a professional athlete in the past. You know, I went to Mr. Universe and uh, I was very careful with what I was putting my, in my mouth. Mm. But because I always been a free spirit, I never wanted to be a slave of food. So I never weigh my food. I never. But yes, I think everything in life should be based in two principles when you choose anything. is about awareness and consciousness. Mm. So you should be aware of what you're doing and make that choice with a consciousness why you choosing that mm -hmm. and uh, you know what i smoke cigarette before and if i go to a party nowadays and many people that's listening that doesn't know and i see people smoking a cigarette and i have a glass of wine i don't mind going going there and have a path but i do consciously mm -hmm. i'm not doing that to escape from my reality mm -hmm. which that's very common any any addiction can be exercise can be sex can be drugs can be you know any addiction in my point of view is a way of escaping so i always make sure i have never been addicted to anything else but try to prioritize a balance in my life with nutrition exercise mind 
and spirit. So like you said, I think a lot of times we think you move forward and then three, four, five steps ahead, you see like, gosh, I actually haven't moved backwards. Mm. But I believe that had a reason. Both moving forward or backwards will make you move inwards. Yes, yes, that's that should be. A, I was going to say a T-shirt, but I want that to be a, a billboard, you know, because I think we know this, Sandra, right? I think we all believe it. We don't say it because you, it takes some bravery to say that it, everything has a reason, and that and that if you, well, I don't know. Look, this maybe I've had such a good life where I've been blessed to have love. I don't know how dark it goes. It is something that interests me about the world where there's some darkness. And I sometimes wonder what our role is. You know, you mentioned before, free-spirited, can't be tied down. This is an amazing way if we think of the world as a as a even as an immune system that you have to have different people to show you different ways if we were all the same we would be easily to be taken out by the any type of virus so you know you need people to bring the pain or have the pain and then you need people to have the love but it's hard to get your head around because um, well that's one way i think about it the other way could be that we are all going to get pain just depends when <laughs> yes, yes. And, and that makes it a bit more fair you know that uh yeah that and, and i can think of times in my life you know incredible amounts of pain but yeah i don't know yeah well, so mm. it's, it's like even what you're saying oh you is a lot of times, a lot of underlying issues that we choose to not see because it's so painful. Mm. But uh, in my work, for example, with trauma release with my clients, unfortunately, I have to guide them back to this very primal, primal pain situation, not the superficial band-aid where they think is the COVID that caused them that anger and that depression. But in my work, I take them back to when the pain really starts with most of the time is in a very young age of mm -hmm. life in the childhood. And like people that has been locked up in COVID, which I would say the whole world population nowadays, they feel that the fact they've been locked up at home without being able to do what was the natural escape of themselves. They lost that ability. I can't go to the supermarket. I can't go to work. I have to stay home and I have to be in my own company 24 seven. Mm. And that's when people even have to realize, well, I'm here, but my mind can go somewhere else. Mm. I can still dream. I can still aspire. I can still have some sort of motivation that's not inside my physical four walls home. So I believe a lot of people in the COVID had the beautiful opportunity to stop, breathe and realize that, listen, I am in pain. And now that I can't go out to escape my pain, where am I going? Well, mm -hmm. guess what? Go within mm -hmm. because that's where the pain is. And you have never allowed yourself to feel that pain truly. It's like a grieving when someone dies, people go straight into work 
to escape that pain of the beloved ones that have been left. Mm. So I believe the COVID for myself, for example, and for my beloved ones, it gives us the opportunity to spend more time together, understand each other, see each other's boundary, but also understand that we can't be run away all the time because sooner or later we're going to have to hang out with our worst enemy, which is ourselves. Oh, yeah. And one thing I like about this is that our mind and body is prepared for this, right? It actually knows what to do if we give it permission. So, for example, I heard uh, a neuroscientist talking about that when we move forward, it sends a signal from our eyes to our brain that we are taking action and it sends a dopamine uh, reward for us. Nothing weird, nothing spiritual, just logic. So it, it says to you, when you get up and face, when you face it, you get a reward for that. It doesn't say to you, you might win. It doesn't say to you there's guarantees. It doesn't say to you there's even safety. But it says to you, there's only one way and it's keep going. And I just, I really, you know, I w- for most of my life, I didn't want to even look at things like science or neuroscience or whatever that is, because I'm like, it's too hard. But when I heard that, it just made so much sense. And there's millions of things like that, that we can do every day. Take, for example, the breath. That's totally fascinated me. That it's the trigger to your mind. But we don't talk about it like that. We talk about mental health. But we talk about mental health like it's a microphone. It's not. It's a, well, maybe I'll get your opinion on it because I've been thinking about this kind of nonstop for the last few weeks that how many things we talk about that you can't see them, you can't touch them. You know, they're just a series of things. It's, uh, it's so true what you're saying will and that's why i got so fascinated and passionate to the science of the breath and i spent pretty much a quarter of a million dollar in costs and travels all related to breath wow and the reason for that is because what the breath have given to me the first time uh just make a quick remark remark here so my my background in breath is I'm a Wim Hof instructor, I am a boutique instructor, and I am a master rebirth instructor. Wow. Yeah, so uh, those three practices of breath, together they make a beautiful fruit salad that I can use the breath for many different purposes in different ways and understand with this science explanation why that happened in my body. But more than that is... For my work in New Zealand for the past five and a half years, all related to breath, it has been a journey because very hard for you to convince someone that a, such a simple thing that we all have for free <laughs> can help us pretty much to even not commit a suicide or escape our own life. But people be like, it can't be. I breathe every day and I'm still in depression. That's a load of BS. And I said, well, that's what we all think, that we need to find answers externally. But the fact that the breath doesn't cost you one cent, one dime, the fact that we all can breathe, the fact that we all have a nose, well, I hope most of the people have a nose 
and a mouth to breathe. It sounds very weird because you always look for the answers in the most far away place that you can't reach or that we need to pay for some man-made stuff. And that's why what you're saying makes completely sense to me because people deny that something so simple can have a, such a positive effect in our life because in our mind is it can't be that easy. Otherwise, everybody would be doing well. <laughs> Everybody's doing, but unfortunately, the life we've been living, we're all doing wrongly. Mm. Look, I, I know that there's lots of people saying and thinking to themselves, maybe not consciously, but subconsciously, if it's so simple, why are we also, why are we, why is it so hard? And I look to myself to ask for questions that might answer that. So one of the things I often say to myself, I don't say it to others because I'm not, I'm not ready. I feel like I'm incubating ideas, but I say to myself, when people say, uh, what's one of the best days in your life? It's maybe a marriage or the birth of a child things that signify something very simple ultimate connection uh you know a baby for example it feels awesome to make it feels amazing not for the woman to give birth but the other side of that is this amazing rush and this doesn't require the latest iphone it doesn't require that much more than a few things so we have examples of how if you simplify it and behave yourself and give it the attention it can be wonderful right we also see the other side where you know we don't get it right and we create hurt for generations so I, I encourage people, including myself, to not always be so tough when, you know, I think of things like, uh, we like to say, find balance in your life. And I think people just assume balance is easy. But even if you stood on one foot, most people can't do it for longer than a few seconds, particularly without practice. So I guess I say that because I I want us to just keep going into this conversation, but I want to bring people along. You know, <laughs> I was talking to my cousin tonight and I love him. He's a really, he, we are same age and we grew up together. He said to me, um, he texted me the other night because I, I over the, for the last six months, I've been on a journey. It's a journey of movement, of understanding myself, um, better so you know i've been exploring burpees as a movement i've been exploring uh, breathing techniques uh, and cold therapy and i can say i feel really strong i've been exploring fasting this has given me a way to feel real hunger for not just for food right I'm hungry for my for my wife. <laughs> I'm hungry for my for life, you know. Uh, and he said to me, "Oh, you had such good results. You lost all this weight." And I said, "Yeah, it's been really fun." So he said, "Show me what you did, right?" So I sent him a text message with a plan. And today's day today's day two for him, and I could feel his conditioning coming back at me saying oh how sustainable is this why do we do this and for the first time in a long time Sandra I said 
I and I'm not a very straight up person, you know. I'd rather find harmony, and sometimes that gets me in trouble with not being so uh, honest, honest in a not in a lying way, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I said to him tonight, listen, you do your journey, but I don't need to prove anything to you. You asked me, so if you want more help, come to me. Otherwise. I said to him, how's your journey working for you? You said you're overweight, you got a sore back, you can't even do the burpee that I said to you. So why are you asking me for scientific evidence? And it was so strange because I felt like I was I was representing what's in here. So I had an extra power. I didn't have to prove something. Um, so anyway, I thought I'd share that with you because, you know. So sorry, it's good that you're saying that as well because what I see there is what your cousin has been done. It's find a way to blame you mm. for his own yeah. uh, not accomplishing journey. Mm. So give me a scientific, give me this, give me that. Well, no matter how much you give to someone as an evidence, uh, it has to come from themselves to say, well, even if there's no evidence, mm. I still want to achieve it. I want to do what I believe that's true for me. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's part of us as a human is, to sit in that pain and that comfort zone for as long as we think we need. And even though we know that's very hurtful, if it's not hurtful enough, we're going to find a way to blame even the people that's trying to help us. Yeah. By saying, oh, you see, you cannot even tell me the facts and figures. Mm. How can that be truth? Well, like you said, you know, you keep your journey, keep mine, but uh, uh, we cannot help who doesn't want to be helped for themselves yeah. Yeah. it's sad but it's the truth right and yeah. and you must have seen this in a long career of dealing with uh the more vulnerable side of humanity like uh is there a pattern you see with dealing with people like you know sometimes they say to get over death you have to go through mourning and uh, not not um not admitting it and stuff like that do you find that is this why people don't want to change because they know they have to go through withdrawal of yeah, um, so, yeah. what i have seen with almost three thousand clients on that journey of self-discovery and healing when i say healing it can be very abroad that that word but when i say healing is go back to find happiness uh is the fear people have to face the truth <laughs> So I say to people, your pain is as big as your resistance to the truth. So when people reach a such a deep level of pain that they don't see a way out and they're that close to take their life away, sadly, is when most of the time they come to see me. Mm. And it's almost like, listen, Sandro, I have seen this and that and taking antidepressants and this and that. Uh, 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 and, uh, nothing have worked so someone have told me about your work so i wanted to know what you can do and i tell to them actually i cannot do anything to you but i can guide you to do for yourself mm -hmm. but you will not be what you expecting if you if you're looking for a band-aid because you're gonna have to be ready to face the truth and they always ask what's the truth and i said well you're gonna have to have a chat and see exactly what's the underlying pain that's there that mm. made you come here because if you came here it's because it's pain mm. that's no doubt mm. now is that pain because what happened yesterday 
or because of that broken child that didn't find love, support, and acceptance at two, three, four, five, six, seven years old. Mm. So it's very hard for people to open themselves sometimes, not to me, but to themselves and say, mm. you know what? I have tried to admit that, yeah, I was struggling when I was a child, you know, or my father was working long hours and was never home, or mom used to take the belt and not in a bad way, she was being a beautiful mother. Well, we all know our parents do the best that they can with what they have. They love us mm-hmm. at, at 99% of the time, you know, we feel loved, but uh, a lot of times it's a type of love that little child doesn't understand because that yeah. love comes with a condition. Yeah. The condition, for example, will, if you don't be a good boy, you're not going to play with your friends later on. Mm-hmm. So what we understand is for me to be myself at six years old and go play soccer with my friends, I need to be a good child to mom. And good child to mom is what? Perhaps wash the dishes, perhaps. So love comes with a condition. And that's when that condition comes that we start to create a coping mechanism. And when you look 20 years later on, be like, Jesus, I lost myself along the way. Who am I? Well, let's go back at six years old and see the first time where the child have to be a good boy to deserve that cookie or that milk or that allowance to play with the friends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just like you said. No, I saw that over as a pattern that people wait until the pain is completely not manageable anymore at a rational way and they get desperate. Mm-hmm. So, I wish that every single parent that's Listen to that now. The best gift you give to your child is to work on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I, I will honestly tell you that's a big motivator for me because I say it a lot on this podcast and not so much anymore, but my wife used to tell me, she said, you're so nice to your podcast guests, but you're not always that version for us. And it sat so deep in me because I, I I was like, oh, yeah, I know. And it's not much. It's just they see the side of me that doesn't try and smile all the time. And, and look, I think that's part of love where we see the best and worst. But that doesn't mean it has to stop there. And I think that's why I'm being on this journey is like, you know, when I sit in that cold bath outside and I, I think to myself, well, one thing I think is I'm sure I'm the only person on my street inside cold water. And then I think other little weird things like the water's uh, in the small little pool. It's hugging me. It's constricting me. You know, I, I recently learned through the Buteco is that asthma patients, they don't have asthma attacks in the water because the water constricts them. And yes. I thought that's so amazing that it, it you don't need anyone to hug you. The water will do it. So that's another thing. And then I thought to myself, I'm outside. I'm looking at trees and listening to birds and I'm accessing all these things. And I, all I was trying to do was to find a way to not just to be better around the house. And so that's what I love about life. But that's also what is quite confusing for me and a lot of people is we think we're doing the best for everybody. But sometimes the best for everybody is you <laughs> going outside and having 10 minutes in the cold tub, you know. Um, and look, I, I'm sure that there's millions of ways to access that. So 
that's why I'm fascinated to talk to you because like do you have rituals that you follow to try and keep yourself you know I do Will mm. I do I do so as, as, as may you know uh, my background is fitness uh, fitness and sports and uh, so I I pretty much divide my life in three different branches that uh, I have a ritual for each one of those branches that complement each other which mind body and spirit mm. And again, listeners, spirit can be anything else that you call that you can't see, but you can feel. But for my body, I make sure I always go and do something for myself as exercise. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm not a professional athlete anymore, I'm retired. No matter if I go to the gym, no matter if I take my paddleboard and paddle for one hour at Mount Manganui, no matter if I just go for a run, I make sure at least six days a week, I'm out and about doing something for myself. Uh, sport wise mine is is very interesting because I love science so much and I use the whoop bracelet yep. that give me a lot of data and for my mind I do three things number one is make sure I do my breath work every single day not six days a week seven days a week sometimes two three times a day depends how much time I have in my hand and how I feel each day and that for some people can be called meditation, right? Uh, sometimes I go into meditative stages where I'm in a very profound stage of peace. And sometimes I go through a trauma release, which end up crying for two hours, for three hours, for one hour, where I, I get rid of a lot of suppressed emotions. Uh, that's my mindset. And when I talk about spirit is I always make sure I have my, my self-talk where is a little book that I, I, I listen every day to this book. It's called A Course in Miracle. So it's, uh, for those listeners that they're interested on A Course in Miracle, it's not a religion again. It's just a book that has been written by a psychologist from the United States a long time ago. And they have a website that has 365 lessons. So I listen to one lesson a day. Wow. And yeah. And most of the lessons is pretty much about forgiveness, love, compassion mm. uh everything that we all as humans should be practicing daily anyway uh and also my ice bath and hot bath so even though i am a wim hof instructor i don't only use the ice i use the ice and the hot so mm. uh, in i'm interminating between both of them I love it. And at least once a week i go to les mills or any place where i can have access to a dry sauna and i spend 20 to 23 minutes in sauna above 60 degrees celsius to trigger some activation of heat shock protein uh, so that's my ritual heat wow. ice breath exercise and a course in miracle book where i always listen to a lesson uh, and that's been like this for perhaps five years so that's amazing um it shocks me and i will ask if it shocks you that this is not information that everyone knows now i know it's not because i've been listening to the public consciousness around suicide for example and it seems to be that people are more vulnerable than ever even though we have more than ever it seems that our willingness to 
not believe in things we can't feel and touch is now just at a peak no one wants to talk about anything you can't see or feel and for me this just means that we've lost touch you know i don't think the inception of religion was to really replace you having responsibility over your life it was just to give a it was to try to acknowledge the power that we have in our minds and body you know that it feels like there's when you connect with yourself it feels like there's a god within you right and i i know that sounds strange and i'm trying to trying to balance myself because i'm so interested in this scientifically and spiritually and what do you think it's going to take for this information to be normal with the world i definitely think it's happening now in a very fast way where who does who doesn't wake up will just pay the consequence because uh if you see the amount of pain rage and uh and anger that's out there is is outstanding to watch but at the same time you can see a reverse effect of people also be much more compassionate mm. so that rage is causing also compassion and understanding but uh, you're touching a point there again that i believe is very important to mention in is the volatile so the evolution of internet and computers in access to technology have allowed us to do what we're doing here right now which is pass information accessible to everyone but at the same time if you go nowadays through the facebook and the instagram uh you can lose a friend in a matter of a millisecond and you can gain a new, a new friend in a matter of milliseconds so it's no is no base solid base foundation like a true friend that we had when you were play out in the dirty and we could go out and fight fist each other and say i'm sorry and give a hug and keep going mm-hmm. now you can gain a f- new friend on facebook now and if for some reason that person got uh, upset with you they can unfriend you after 10 seconds so that make us feel very volatile with our self-worthy so you're like, wow, uh, I just was friend with Will five minutes ago. Why he unfriended me? Have I done something wrong? So we start to question ourselves all the time. Mm. Or when you see someone that chooses to post something on Instagram, like a brand new car or a brand new debt, that a lot of times they even have rented that car to post on Facebook to sell the product. Mm. You'd be like, wow, he got it. Why I work so hard and I cannot get this? So we slowly start to lose our self-worthy without even noticing. It's a, such a subtle and painful way to go, you know, drown to death. So I believe the world is waking up very quickly. Uh, the coronavirus has been uh, a very, a very sad time for for the planet, but also a very happy time for the animals in the ocean, for the nature to recover, Mm -hmm. but also for those that choose to see that as a gift and not as a, as a torture, not as, as, as a punishment. Mm -hmm. Uh, I been during the lockdown pretty happy for most of the time. And then was on time that just hit me and I felt pretty kind of depressed and sad, but uh, with the work I've been doing myself, I accept that sadness. I didn't run away from it. 
So, well, there's no way to go. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to be sad. I'm going to cry. And my wife can be a witness that one day I, I was on our couch at the beach and I was crying for three hours at night. And all has been triggered by a music that reminds my childhood at mm-hmm. home in Brazil. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's take what the universe is giving us and not feel as a, as a victim, but it feels as a, as a blessing that, that will help us to evolve and get closer. So, yeah, I think the world become more volatile. Technology have helped us to connect, but also have helped us to lose our self-esteem very quickly. Mm-hmm. But it's all about choices, right? Again, it's about awareness and consciousness. Uh, you make your choices. Uh, you take responsibility, not blame anyone else. And uh, in face your pain, don't run away from the pain. Mm-hmm. So I think the world is waking, Will. I think the world is waking faster than a lot of people can handle. And that's the problem. Yeah. So my link into the breath is through a person called Patrick McEwen. And I, I'm not sure if you um, see yeah, from all the boxing advantage. He's yep. also a take background. Yes, yes. Yeah. And one of the things he said to me that I still think about is how the pace of life is fast. And all we're trying to do as humans is adapt to that. But it's extremely exhausting for us because we're not built for the pace. We're not built to run these marathons every day and we are doing it. And because it's generational, you know, like that's one of the points is that we we need to breathe in this way to keep us ready for anything. Right. Your boss is texting you. Answer. The notification's gone. The algorithm's talking to you. And. We unconsciously uh, make ourselves panicked and exhausted, and and that's when that darkness creeps in. And you know, I really that captured my mind because uh, I've had many. I, I grew up on a farm as a young kid, right? So we have probably very different upbringings. Mine is one of immense peace. I'm the youngest by ten years from bigger brothers and sisters who looked after me, right? So whenever there was a danger coming, they had to get through them before it got to me. So what you see is this is a blessed uh, person who's had demons with that, grown up very soft in a world that's hard. So I don't understand pain. So when it happens to me, um, I'm not prepared for it. So I'm the opposite. I'm working out how to come from a place of light and meet in the middle where the dark is and it's even funny because our backgrounds are light and dark and i think that's quite that's quite funny but um but look i think that says to everyone there's a journey for all of us it doesn't matter what you're from doesn't matter your skin color your height your weight your journey is to find balance you know and and it's the hardest thing in the world right because like we said before uh it can seem very unfair and there's a lot of different things out of your control but that is the answer find the things that you can control and become better at that and and i love what you're saying about movement it's very fascinating for me that most people's entrance to exercise is physical like abs or you know when you said les mills the first thing that pops in is very beautiful people right for me what's been interesting is to try and find exercises that 
promote you know blood flow that promote nitric oxide and i don't know what those terms mean but i I know they're doing something that's what i love about the wim hof method is you just jump in an ice bath and the white blood cells do the rest yeah i don't need to know much more i just need to know that there's a chain of reaction and i all i need to know is get myself in the sunlight for 10 minutes early in the morning and things happen throughout the day perfect that's all i need to know but i think everyone thinks it's more complicated right yeah and people always looking for an explanation that becomes super overwhelming with too much <laughs> science numbers and whatever and mm-hmm. i told you people feeling is understand so if you feel that you are happier that you are stronger that you are in a better mood well that feeling make you understand that what you're doing is working and it's the same what you said about balance. You know, balance is a very interesting word because will balance can be given from my balance. You know, when when you see someone that go to run for twenty k every day and say, "Well, that's an average for me," be like, "Wow, that for me is a top or top of top of the top." So you know, it's balance for me is a different balance for you. Yes. So I think we all have to find what works for us. It's like mm-hmm. when I went to to do my training with Wim uh, in Portland at Mount Hood as an instructor. Uh, you see some of those very tough navies, you guys trying to stay in the ice for eight to 10 minutes and say, well, you don't need to, you can do it if you wanted to prove to yourself or if it's an outcome and a reason for you to do that for yourself, great. But after 40 to 45 seconds in a water below 12 degrees Celsius, you already have all the benefits. Mm-hmm. So you see, my balance for myself, I have two ice baths at home in a hot uh, tub. I spend two minutes in the ice bath and that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, I wanted to spend five, six, seven. Yeah. I had something to prove. Mm-hmm. But then as more you work on yourself, you'll be like, prove what to who? prove nothing to myself <laughs> that's it that's so it. It's, it, yeah so balance is a very interesting word and we all have different uh levels of balance uh, in relation to each other right mm. but like you said no the nitric oxide is a, again is a gas that's produced in our in our, in our nose cavity uh it's called uh, paranasal sinus and we all produce nitric oxide which is an anti- antiseptic gas in the vast dilatator and um, now they're even doing studies to prove that nitric oxide can be a very powerful uh, natural medicine against the coronavirus mm-hmm. so just breathe through your nose you know every day and try to intensify the delivery of nitric oxide into your bloodstream uh, so yeah it's it's like being from brazil you know and if you see the amazon rainforest those in indigenous people been taking plants and plant medicine and using leaves for all their lives for thousands of years to heal all different disease and people doesn't believe in homeopathy or naturopathy but all the medicines that's made in pharmaco they come from plants mm-hmm. i'd say 90 percent of them from extract and oils from plants uh so it's you know opioids opioids you you can you can use as a drug or you can just uh, stimulate your own production of uh innate opioids uh, ability that we all have so uh yeah we we ignore the fact that we are a machine of healing yes yes we ignore it 
And that's an interesting idea <laughs> because it needs attention. We need attention and not the wrong kind of attention, not the attention we think we get from Instagram, even though it's very addictive. But but there is a t attention that we need to give ourselves and a level of um, a level of care. Sometimes I wonder if picturing ourselves. Uh, well, I had a conversation with a psychologist once. And she said to me, uh, one of the best bits in her day is putting her child to bed because she can reflect on uh, her day and what she will do to make his day better tomorrow. And I thought to myself, um, maybe we should try and put ourselves to bed like we are a small child. But look, these things sometimes get really hard to imagine. And and I test myself because I haven't been doing that right. So maybe it's not right for me or maybe it's sitting in my brain waiting to come out another day. That's a potential too. Cause I know it took me, um, at least three to four years to actually try the Wim Hof method. I knew about it for a long time, yeah, but I didn't try it. And I don't know why that was. I, I understood what the principle was. I just didn't do it. And I remember, I think, I remember thinking to myself when I did it, why didn't I do this? And it, uh, I still don't know the answer. Someone said to me, maybe you didn't give yourself permission, you know, which is a weird concept because who's in charge? Yes. <laughs> I believe also is, is a right time for everything, right? Yeah. So you, like you said, you, you trust a lot in your gut instinct. Mm. So maybe it wasn't the right time for mm. you to go into that journey. And yeah. all of the sun, you're just like, okay, I'm going to try today. And, and you try it. And now look at you, you know, jumping mm. your ice beds and doing your breathing every day and getting more and more passionate. So, uh, you know, really, we, someone told me one day that uh, maybe 100 years ago, 50 years ago, we'll go to India, to the Himalayas to find a guru, right? Nowadays, the good is just sitting beside us in the bus, in the train, because people are evolving so fast mm. and the pain is diffusing so quickly that those that can't handle the pain and just choose to surrender and to find answers within themselves, they become a guru very quickly because mm. they have more answers than the ordinary one that keep fighting by taking, you know, all the drugs they can to numb the pain. Mm. So you went into your own journey, into your own time, and that's the time your guts told you, Will, you're ready. Go mm. now. And you yeah. listen and you did it, you know. Yeah. So it's beautiful. Yeah, and, and that's the journey and it leads me down exactly spending time with you tonight. I mean I really just want to acknowledge that again, that I love the fact that we can talk via a digital text two days ago and now we're here. And I mean, I know we're not here with each other, but there's some level of synchronicity that I can feel. And, and you know, I, I take that very serious because it's, 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 it's really amazing. I want to run an idea past you before we wrap up, if that's all right. And it's something I've been, it's something I try very hard you know, not all the time. I mean, everyone's like, well, man, do you ever get time to relax? I'm like, all the time. But I like to test myself to sit and think about stuff that's that we argue about and we find challenging. And I've been thinking about something that, you know, there's obviously a need for humans to 
we like conspiracies, right? We love this idea that someone didn't tell me that information. And I wonder why, you know, why do we always talk about that stuff? You always hear aliens and Bigfoot and all these things. So I think about that often in it, and I wonder what does that service in us, you know? And then I think about this idea that, you know, you mentioned it before, the mind, the body, the spirit. And I try and give myself examples of what those are. So I've been thinking about this idea called uh, like a primal secret, right? Some And I, uh, the definition I give myself is it's something they don't want you to know. So that acknowledges the conspiracy because it's not that people don't want you to know it. It's just it serves them if you don't. Like, for example, with nasal breathing, if you breathe through your na- nose, uh, you're more likely to have your mouth shut, which means you probably sleep with your mouth shut, which means you might have better teeth because your mouth is not in the position to form properly. And I thought to myself, every tooth doctor should tell us, don't sleep with your mouth open. But I never got told that once. And I'm someone who still has crooked teeth today. So it is a conspiracy. It's just not a conscious one. And I think that might answer my feelings around conspiracy. So a primal secret then is something that has to activate your mind and your body and your spirit, you know, like you said. And for me, uh, I've been, I'll just read you the, I'll, I'll tell you the ones that I've been thinking about. So the cold, right? Because the cold is something that we, we run away from. Most people have felt the warmth. Yes. So we can have a shower. Let's just say in the Western world where most people have a shower if it's in your home. But most people don't think about their life dealing with cold. We try and stay away from it. So if you can get in the cold and submit to it or give give yourself up to it, you will get a benefit from that. And this is a primal secret because people don't want you to have that benefit. We'd rather you buy the warm jacket. The second one I've been thinking about is um, the breath. And I think we don't really need to say more than that because I want to learn more from you with the breath. Uh, The third one is hunger, meaning something like fasting or intermittent fasting. Yes, be hungry for something because I feel like this is part of the problem with let's say suicide is we're constantly bloated yeah uh, you know yeah. but if you're hungry I tell you when I've fasted all day I'm so nice to everyone in my family because I don't want any mistakes to happen for me to get my food it's something yeah. very primal uh, it's funny when I say that because every four months I do a five days full fasting only water wow so every four months so I take myself to a real uh, I would say middle term length of fasting but only water in black coffee once a day when I need to but uh, no no shakes no nothing no intermittent fasting just full fasting for five days every four months oh man I haven't tried one of those but I, I I can feel myself building to that, right? So I'm someone who, you know, obviously I'm talking too much. I want to talk. I want to let you speak more, but you unlock the passion in me a little bit. Um, I So I come from Pacific Island family where when you eat, when you carry more fat, you're seen as more wealthy. 
So I was that role for my family, right? Eat, 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 eat. So I've had to learn how to not eat. And this has been one of the biggest challenges in my life. Wow. I didn't know that about the Pacific Island culture. So the more you eat, the more you are un- 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 uh, you're kind of attractive because you right. uh, attra- it shows wealth if you have okay. lots of food you know they don't really do it consciously but you still see it today with celebrations they overfeed because it's seen as a a way to you know, signal prosperity and I love that and I did love it but I don't love having high blood pressure and all those things. So if that's why for the last, you know, uh, well, six months, I've been actively dropping the weight. So, so far I've lost 20 kg and I plan to lose some more. Yeah, but this is not through anything crazy, just through uh, a smaller, exactly. It feels very human, you know, smaller window of eating, um, a few more movements and just thinking, nice things um and then the one i was thinking about for the other primal secret is oh the movement so exercises that um combine a few things you know like maybe an exercise set that you only breathe through your nose that you create nitric oxide through the air hunger and if you combine all those you all you have is a foundation and then you can just keep adding to the list and i think sometimes we think of the gym and that's right up here and so you can get there but it breaks all the foundation down here you know and and i'm just going to keep developing this idea because it's very fun to think about but also to to try uh you know what's also shocking to me is that i now find people like yourself who have been doing it for many years so i feel such relief that i now have people i can go to to say let's do something you know let's like like you you know i'm always learning i mean uh, i feel like i'm just scratching the surface of what is out there in our human Mm. potential so i'm like you i'm i'm very hungry hungry to learn hungry to and uh i'm not i'm not a a master of any trades i believe i'm just here in this in this life to give what i have but also to learn what i i, I know that i don't know mm-hmm. and even what you said about all those uh the primal secrets uh just to give you a little bit add up to that from my heart is i believe anything that calls on us controlled stress is magnificent like the ice is a control with stress in a control environment that you can go in and out at any time that you want. But the other side as well is the heat. So nobody likes to be in extreme heat. That's why it's air conditioned there. So mm-hmm. jump in the sauna as well and put your body under that stress. No, fasting is a control stress environment. So anything that you're going to trigger your body to take care for itself and give your body the chance to show the ability to self-regulate and create homeostasis is all your, you know, primal secrets right there. Mm-hmm. Give your body the conditions to self-regulate it and don't stand up in between your body and your outcome. Let the body do the job without interference. So I love what you're going with. And uh, I know if you see that also complementing by saying any control stress will be a primal secret. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, it it finally puts a positive on the word stress 
because we're also scared of it now. Exactly. And we're all trying to like, ooh, I don't want to be stressed. I don't want to be stressed. But you do want to be stressed. You just want to be able to control it. Yeah. And, you know, even if it's something simple like I started uh, when I have some thoughts that give me anxiety, just going straight to doesn't matter what breathing, just start you know controlling it and bring that slow and great yeah and and you know something as simple as uh four seconds in through the nose six seconds out through the nose just great. for two minutes and i realized i could watch the clock and that would give me something to focus on so i don't yeah. need to like picture you know trees and, uh, and i'm not ready for that just give yeah. me something i can look at and then i can you know sit with yes. it and it just it's from what i picked up from mindfulness it's a hold it until it naturally floats away correct and i just couldn't get that concept i didn't know why i was why am i trying to hold it what is it but i was just trying to hold my attention and the truth was everything floats away because you never hold on to it but if it keeps coming back you've got to find a way to let it float so uh look i have much to learn on my journey and 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 we all do but i just like the fact that uh well, I'm a bit lucky that I get to funnel it through the podcast, right? Because people find value in the journey of, you know, sitting on their bus or train and listening and, and, and watching us and stuff like that. So it's a kind of, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a bit lucky in that way. But but one thing I wanted to ask you, I kind of outlined the primal secrets now. Here's what I would, I would constrict it more. I would say a primal secret has to work for anyone yeah regardless of upbringing uh gender situation regardless if they have full limbed or not right it also has to work for those society has forgotten right so if you are in a cell it has to work for you so with that in mind with the ultimate constriction would you recommend would you recommend one way of being or tool or you know a primal secret that someone could start learning about today yeah this word that i use most often it can be taken a very bad way but uh, my favorite word for that question be self-acceptance so don't try to be someone else and accept who you are so when I say that, it's valid as well to remind that don't try to be that perfect kid that you need to be to be loved by mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Be that kid that at three years old could is, could puke at mom's Louis Vuitton bag and not feel guilty for it. <laughs> so try to not be someone else that you not are to please anyone else. I tell everyone, Will, if that will be served to anyone that's in the jail or anyone else, be selfish in order to become selfless. Mm. So put yourself first, put yourself second, put yourself third, and then you'll be able to start to give love to others. Wow. That is that is mind-blowing. Um, just let me think about that for a sec. Yeah, that is very counterintuitive to the world we live in. We want to be told to give over even currently uh with health right it's mm, i wonder if that what it 
I wonder if that explains a little bit why people, you know, we have COVID, but we also have the Black Lives Matter movement where people are, they're not worried about social distance because they feel that they need to be together for this energy to work. Is this that maybe something to do with the selfishness that you have to... I believe it's so, but no, sorry to interrupt you, but even mm. the example you gave about the mm, far from myself to be judged or say anything that doing right or wrong, but no, when you said, the psychologist said, I'm trying to see a way to make my kid's life better whatsoever. Wouldn't be much better if we all think I'm trying to heal myself. I'm trying to find ways for myself to be better for myself because as we all know, or maybe nobody knows that yet, but many people should know is our child's care a lot of pain that doesn't even belong to them. Hmm. It care for generations. So someone sooner or later will have to break that cycle. So if I'm always in you as a father, I don't have kids, but I know I have brothers and uh, I have nephews, but what I see is if you always rely on your child to be happy and say that was the best day of your life and this and that, and you're still trying to put someone else first. And when you look into yourself, you find that you haven't really discovered who you are. So what I would say to people is being selfish, in my opinion, is learning how to love you. If you not love you to the fullest, you're never going to be able to love anyone else with your heart full of compassion and love. People say they can, but well, I tried and a lot of times that have tried, but when you go, you go back to the same thing. They haven't forgiven themselves for certain things they have done or that they have not done. Uh, they thought they have let mom and dad down. They thought they... So heal yourself first mm. and then everyone else around you will feel your own healing. Yeah. It's contagious, you know? Mm. So I, that's why I say be selfish to become selfless. Mm. That's amazing. That's, that's, a, that's, that's awesome. Sandra, where can people follow you? Where can people connect with you if they want to explore more about your world and, and, yeah, and to just be part of your journey. Uh, I'm, I'm still learning that social media and that type of things, but uh, I have a website which www. Sandro, so S A N D R O, hyphen M O T A Mota dot com. So www. Sandro hyphen Mota.com. That's my website. Awesome. Awesome. Well, my friend, I want to thank you for um, taking time for us tonight and, and, and moving stuff around uh, to be part of this. I know we do it every day, but I feel like for me, I want to acknowledge when that happens because a lot of things... A lot of things we had to make right for us to catch up. And um, this is what I, I choose to believe this is why, you know, for example, my grandfather fought in those wars. This is why my Pacific Island family, they moved away from these islands for the chance that we could sit down and enjoy a conversation together. You know, for me, that's freedom where we have constrictions and whatever else. 
but tonight we connected and and that's enough for today right so i want to thank you bro for doing your part in this and yeah i just can't wait to to think more and to learn more from you and to man i want to do something cool you know yeah and, and i don't mean cool as in i don't know i love the f- i don't love it i feel like the solution to this craziness that's going on is being a practitioner of someone who's understands how to control themselves and i want to be part of that world i feel like that's an awesome world to be part of it's uh, it's what i think people love about wim hof yes and i know i don't uh, i know sometimes he can be as far as i see replacing a kind of god for people but but there's something in the middle there where i feel like uh yeah anyway you know I, what I mean. So yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. I know, like, like you said, uh, Wim have done marvelous job to you know help so many people to find their own way. Mm. But he even say like when we're doing the training for him, uh, he became a instructor. He said, uh, "Be your own guru, learn, and just be yourself." Mm. So it's like you said. You no, know, we are in that journey. We connect, and I'm so grateful to have people like yourself that bring those knowledges from different visions and people so people can better themselves uh and uh, i have an event on the 11th of june which i'm gonna send july that i'm gonna send you the information to be a whole day of trauma release and healing and learning how to trust ourselves again so wow i'm very grateful will for you to give me that time and uh i hope whoever is listening uh You'll be able to take something from that chat that we have and i feel like i know you from a long time yeah well you said we carry the trauma from the past but maybe we carry connection too you know maybe maybe we do and even if we don't i choose to believe that we do because if it helps us sleep then as long as we sleep cool brother all right well we wrap it up here i'll let you go thank you very much and we just we'll keep in touch eh? thank you my brother So there we go team, Sandro thank you brother for joining me, I just want to give a quick shout out to my Patreon page where every month if you donate $10 you get a special shout out on this podcast, so I'd like to thank Daniel, I'd like to thank Andrew and I'd like to thank Chris, uh, three people who are supporting this journey, um, this journey of mental voyaging, pushing forward, thank you all for joining me. Okay team, that's us for another week. I want to thank every single person for joining me on the podcast. Thank you to the Patreon people again, Daniel, Andrew and Chris. You blow my mind for supporting me and I will say it each and every week. Stay safe everybody. Remember your past for your future. Voyage on because that is the key, I believe. See you in the next episode.